need you as combos. We gon' show you how the world goes. AG's combos. We gon' show you how the world goes. AG's combos. We gon' show you how the world goes. Take a look at the world. We living in it, falling apart. Wanna cook the glass, muscle and guns, but don't show hard. Time to spark a conversation. Let that be a lesson. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to AG's Convos. This is AG back on the mic in the PCB studio with who? Mr. King. What up, Smith? dude? What's happening, bro? <laughs> what up with you, bro? Not much at all. Yes, sir. Another week. Back at it. This is a short week, though. Yeah, we had the short. Saturday episode. Yeah, we had a Saturday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the you hiccup. know, we got it done. We got it done. ASAP. And it kind of came out better. Yeah, it did. Yeah. I think it did. Yeah. It was a lot more uh, participation. But today's a special one, too. This is another installment of Links Not Chains. And we have a special guest because we have community partners as it relates to Alonzo Quinney and Links Not Chains. As I mentioned, we're going to try to make his segment about nothing but what we're trying to do within our community. And a bit part of our uh, community is the people who we align ourselves with and one of my favorite contributors to that process is this man right here mr emil well emir should i is it is Amir cool yeah Amir's cool okay. red i go red, by red brother red. red brother red mr Amir, ac whatever you want to call himself <laughs> yes sir. We'll call him brother red because that's his socials what's yeah, going on brother red can you say I'm hi doing. please Doing very well, man. I appreciate you guys having me here again. Yeah, uh, sir. My, only my second podcast ever, so I'm yeah. in good company with this. So, yeah. right, you know, keep this going, man. Yeah, you can find him on the uh, on an episode of the GB7 podcast, our brother podcast, which y'all know all about. We talk about it all the time with Big Dave, the goofball, and yes, his sir. band of friends like <laughs> Boosie, who you call Ken and Moni. Don't and forget Moni. Mo- I was kidding. Yeah. She already cussed me out a couple yeah. times, so I don't want to go down that road. But <laughs> hey, Mayor, man, we uh, we definitely happy to have you on here. You know, we uh, we've talked a lot, you and I, about what I'm trying to do, some of what you're trying to do, and how that kind of correlates with our Links Not Chains uh, segment and the the program and the energy behind AV and coaches. But I wanted to have you on to really speak with Alonzo. He's going to be calling us here shortly. I want you to be able to speak to him directly about uh, some of the events that he's trying to get put on and some of the efforts that you're trying to make. But before we get to him, I want to give you a minute, man, to tell the people about what you're doing. I mean, for the ones that didn't listen to the GB7 podcast, hopefully they will. But this is a chance for you to kind of lay out your platform. So what you up to? Yeah, about? man. Um Things have changed, and uh, yeah. but it's all the same, at the, actually. So I'm still doing general contracting work. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still working with a family business, which is real estate. Um, f- 
for you know renting properties out, um, whether they be commercial, um, working with the African American Society, which my mother also runs right now. Nice. Um, and we just got so many different community based things that we do as a family, um, for profit and nonprofit things that you so know we love working with you guys like you all that have the same ideas that we have and the same passions that we have and right. um man it's just it's so much stuff um yeah we'll get busy into dude. it man yeah, yeah we'll, I, we'll, we'll definitely get into it i mean you get into food you get man, into clothes yeah, you yeah. you you're a busy dude and you I know everything we in the entertainment business so we do some rapping but yeah. you do a whole different kind of rapping oh yeah yeah that's the new thing that's man. Your new i, I thing. work with um it's a rap out of Akron. Um, shout out to them, and it is at it's a rap on Instagram. But um, yeah, my my guy Jeff, twenty years of friendship. He's been training me on rapping cars and just vinyl, um, the world of vinyl, right. and how much of it is, uh, that we see on a day to day basis that we really don't even realize is out there. So it's an industry that I think that um, we can definitely make some some headway in but man yeah untapped right yeah. yeah it's very untapped especially for our community our demographic man it's a lot of work to, to be done so yeah man it's just, that's funny you know i'm just sitting there pretty thinking because in akron it's a rap is a vinyl rapping business mm -hmm. you go into canton stark county it's a rap is actually a food place, food place yeah. you know yep. <laughs> same wow. name yeah completely different concept and here up here it's a rap is about getting on the microphone and spitting so right. it's crazy so, how that all works out yeah, right it's a triple entendre right. of, uh, <laughs> exactly. but yeah man like i i don't know man it's i just get these opportunities man and i don't want to squander them in any way shape form or fashion uh somebody offered me education or um resources or a trade man I, I don't know how to say no so yeah that's big yeah this one is uh this one is more i got more passion out of this one than i thought that i would so right. i'm in for the long haul that's awesome well we're gonna we're gonna spend this episode talking a little bit about you know just how we can integrate our efforts and how we can make those efforts work towards a bigger cause uh, because we're both very much involved with helping people who are less fortunate at least better themselves. You mm -hmm. know, I think we'll get into a lot of conversation about how that prison community can benefit from some of the efforts we're making. Mm -hmm. I know Alonzo's got a uh, program he's trying to put together, uh, a, a community event that he's trying to put together that I think you could be very helpful in. But I'll let him explain that. But, uh, you know, ever since I heard you on that episode with Dave, man, I've been, my brain has just been spinning. And, you know, it was almost immediately after that I called up Dave and said, hey, I need you to get me a mirror's number, man, because between what I'm trying to get going at the studio and what I'm trying to get going with coaches and AV and all of these other elements, you know, that's the that's the guy that I need to kind of collaborate with. And lo and behold, you know, we had a lot of the same mission, same goals, same logic, same thought processes. And that's weird for me because yeah. I'm a Virgo. And then you told me you was too, a Virgo. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, now it makes sense. Everything falls into place. So. Yeah, man. It's uh I man, we've been talking ever since that that, that day, day hit me up, man. Yeah. So um just a ton of information, man. Being around people who are like minded is right. uh especially being in Cleveland, you you kind of think you're on an island when you think like we do. Um right. you get told that you're doing too much sometimes and I think people just don't get the bigger picture of it. Yeah. Um, it's a slow, daunting process, especially when you're doing it by yourself. Absolutely. But now, now we're like, I, I got a team now. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going it, 
the speed of what we can do with the amount of people that we have, man, I'm that's what I'm excited about most. And, and I'll tell you, that's kind of what has manifested itself into promise for me is the fact that something that I thought was going to take forever because of the conversations we've had and because of the way I've been able to kind of almost like rethink how much weight that I was personally carrying. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I can delegate this part of my project to this person. And he's got this guy that can do this part. So I ain't got to worry about it. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, I can really just focus on opening the doors. Yes, I ain't got to worry about the signage and the yep. lights and the this and the that. Yep. You know, somebody else will take care of that. So Yeah, man, we're going to come in huge. and do everything that we can and use every resource that we can because uh, I think that what you're doing is a very – it's like a keystone for the bridge that we're building for mm-hmm. everything that we're doing. Um, I needed someone who could train in the uh, a facility if I, you know, once we put one together and get that thing going. Right. Um, and then you tell me you got resources to pe- tons of people who could do training. It's Absolutely. like one of the biggest hurdles that I thought I was going to have to face now is not a, a hurdle at all. It's almost exactly. a sprint. Right. So it's like, man, I, I just, you know, I get excited thinking about it. Um you know, I just can't wait till we are in a position to see the fruits Put of our labor. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's the beauty of where we're at. You know, I um, I'm I'm looking forward to this conversation playing itself out. You know, and the good thing about where I'm at right now is, in some of my newest endeavors, um, I've made a lot of associations and affiliations and connections with people that are extremely inspired by what I'm trying to do mm-hmm. and want to help. They want nice. to participate. They want to you know, donate and fund and do some of those things that makes them feel better about their level of participation outside of their comfort zone. So right. I hopefully, you know, throughout the the conversation and over the course of the next few months, you know, I'm able to get people to really understand the, the totality of what we're doing and somehow participate in a way that helps them feel better about their yeah. level of participation and help us get to where we need to be. But for right now, we got Alonzo Quinney calling in. Let's get him on the phone. Alonzo Quinney. Hey. What's happening, brother? <laughs> Link's not changed. Link's not changed. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back on the show, man. It's been a minute. Oh, man, it's been a minute, man. Yeah, it's been a minute. Hey, but we uh, we got some special guests today. We got a special guest today, Mr. Mir Red. I don't oh, know. Man. You know, he's got a couple names, but you know who it is. Hey, what's going on, y'all? How you doing, bro? Good. Good, good to hear you. Good to hear you. What's up with y'all? What's going on? Hey, we about welcome to, um, to yeah, we, yeah, welcome to the show. Exactly. Uh, it's, it's his first time on this show. He's uh, He's been on the GB7 podcast, so I know he know that one a little bit better. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. I wanted to get him in here today, man, because this is a Links Not Chains episode. And I know that, uh, you know, we got some... We got some high intensity activity. We trying to get underway with these community programs. And, you know, this is a man that's connected to the streets, connected to the county, connected to the hood. He's got the resources. He's got a a gang of tools available. I'm going to try to keep the cussing to a minimum today because I do it a lot. But uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing some of the collaboration we have been talking about. So. Just to kind of recap a little bit on, you know, Amir's uh, role and what we're trying to get going, you know, with Links Not Chains, you know, that's predominantly a program or a, a segment that's based on some of the activities we're trying to do to reconnect the prison community with 
the free community that goes along with a lot of the uh, facilitating of the AV program that you're doing in there, uh, what me and Elisa are doing out here with coaches, trying to keep us in tune with you and vice versa. Um, but Amir, you know, he's got his own list of assets and re and programs and resources. The one that, you know, I'm most excited about is, you know, the facility over at the uh, African-American Museum and just the opportunity there to get some of these events and training programs underway. Uh, we got some new facilities coming up in the works. I won't speak too, too much about it. I'll let Amir talk to the extent he want to talk, but let's start with you telling us what's going on in there, man. How have you, uh, how you been the last couple of weeks? another class okay uh seven brothers successfully completed uh, uh 10 weeks of avi and uh you know we're looking to do a a, a, a juneteenth okay event here here soon so you know and, and, and kind of you know we'll do it early i guess we'll try to fit father's day in there right so that normally normally when i put on an event like that it's uh it's a diversity event where i open up the doors uh for, for the community, you know, the community here, we normally have about 50 participants or more. Okay. So, and, uh, it's just been, it's just been amazing, man. I mean, I can see the growth in myself. You know how when you do them self-talks and you look in, you be like, yeah, you know, uh, I can see, I can see what's going on with me and I can see what's going on out, the, out there in the world. Right. And especially with the people that we're dealing with. So it could not, it could not be possible without the community partnership. Right. It could not be possible without the service providers, brothers like Amir. It could not be possible for uh, men in here to uh, have a, a healthy return, you know, right. if it wasn't for these opportunities. So we're getting men ready for that. And in that process, that is how uh, the project came about, you know, uh, right. with, with, with provide for that community service initiative, you know, for families out there. Yeah, so I'm going to let you, I want you to go into a little detail about, you know, this program, how this idea came about, um, and more importantly, what you need from the people out here to uh, make it a reality. Okay, so so right now, the AV is putting on a, a, a program, initiative, a family initiative called Expressions of Love, mm-hmm. and it's geared towards single mothers, uh, and the idea came about because I come from a single parent home and growing up in my community, we were mainly raised by women. It was very rarely, you know, men in the houses. And I think that looking back at that, uh, that situation, a lot of, a lot of us went to juvenile or we was caught up in the system in some form or fashion, right. whether it was by design or what have you you know, that situation presented itself. So with links not changed and linking and bridging the gap between these two communities, I feel that I have an opportunity to go top down. So if I start at the head out there, and this is where the end result has uh, ended in my situation, possibly end in a lot of other situations for those kids, young kids out there, then I want to be the one who, you know, stops that from happening. Right. And we can be somewhere in the middle. Right. You know, so that's what makes it not change. It's all about bringing that, showing that community uh, 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 
service as, as in a sense, you know. So right. what we do is also with our guys in here, we make uh, bracelets. We 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 uh, reach out to the outside community for books and right. things like that, so that we can give you know that early childhood development an opportunity. Right. You know, an opportunity to just have a, a voice. And right. That's what AV is all about, having a voice. So even for the mothers, you know, uh, who have more than one child or don't have that father figure there to help support within the family. This is not to bash dads, right. but it is to, you know, show the community support from right. both ends. You know, so if we can start it from in here and it leads to out there bringing our community and all our resources together to help build families up, which will strengthen our communities, then we all for it. And that's pretty much what I'm looking for. I'm looking for any and all resources to the listeners out there uh, that you may have or if you like this idea and you would like to add to it what you feel that your kids may need you know right. what you feel that children uh, need to hear we just reached out to a, a, a lady who actually grew up in the King Kennedy Projects right. and that was back in the 60s but she wrote a book Do I Dare Challenge the Universe I Dare Disturb the Universe is right. the name of her book. Right. And her name is Char- Char- Charlize Lyles. Right. So these are these are the type of people who have who have come from poverty type situations who have made it out. Right. And another lady that I reached out to uh, is uh, uh, Miss Mitchell, who is the, the, the Greater Cleveland YWCA uh, CEO. We have plenty of families, but you know, we want to provide those families with a, a space and a time. I know they have other initiatives out there, but I think what makes this initiative so significant is it's the brothers in here who are preparing themselves uh, as restored citizens are providing this service. So our thing is community service and working with our community partners to provide aid to these families. And it's just a, 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 a level of comfortability and you know, not feeling alone. I remember when I was younger, like if people, I mean, I'm gonna just speed it up to this to this situation here. Guys walk around each other every day and just don't speak. Right. You know, during COVID nineteen, we were stuck in the block with each other. Right. So you got everybody know each other now. So one thing I learned is that when you acknowledge a person, it builds that person's confidence up. It lets that person know that he has he or she has value. Right. So we don't want children to be neglected. You know what I'm saying, or 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 to the point to where they look outside of their households for for energy and and, and help, and it might be negative. Yes. You know, so we just want to provide the right type of situations. It's funny you say that because that. it's funny you say that because me and Amir were just having a conversation about the power of eye contact, you know, and how that <laughs> really just right. you know how you can read people's intentions and body language and everything just by. <laughs> looking them in the eye when you have a conversation with them. And when you walk past somebody who don't make eye contact with you, it really just adds to the hostility and the intensity of that potential encounter, you know, and in a, in a, yeah, in a space as delicate as prison, you know, you don't want that, you know what I mean? So for you guys to actually take the initiative and facilitate a, even just an effort to be a part, to be a positive part of the free community, 
by way of social action and community action. I mean, that's huge, man. And I know that you're driving a lot of this. I know you're getting people on the inside and on the outside from the ODRC executive management team to uh, facilitators out here, program administrators out here, like you said, with the YMCA, YWCA. There's just a smorgasbord of different resources and organizations out here. And, you know, for somebody like Amir, who I'm, I'm going to let him talk a little bit about, you know, how he feels, you know, he might be able to participate in what we're doing with what he's doing, both on the personal side as far as his um, uh, rental properties as well as with the programs, with the facilities that he's made available to us that we're extremely grateful for to use to actually host some of these events. So, Amir, if you, uh, if you want to just take a second and let Alonzo know where you're at, you know, and how we could tie some of these activities together. Uh, yeah. Um, well, like you mentioned before, one of my specialties is real estate. Um, it is the most comfortable I am in the things that I do. Um, so that's, you know, my first step is getting people housing, um, especially if it's just temporary housing to get them acclimated back into, um, society being restored citizens and being able to just have a place that they don't have to worry about, um, you know, when they go to lay their heads at night or whatever. Um, and then within that space is also available for like the museum. Um, my mother runs that museum. It's been her baby for the past 11 years. I'm at a point where you know, it's time for me to kind of step away from some of the things that I was doing and step into helping her develop a legacy within that. So some of the things that you guys are talking about are right within line with the things that we always talk about and the things that I was raised up under, which is uh, just community-based, um, just living, um, cooperative economics, and a lot of other just different things that I felt like everybody was learning when I was growing up. Um, and to realize that a lot of people are not in the same mindset and it kind of, you know, led shit light into why as a people we end up in certain situations. Um, and most of it is, is uh, you know, based on the decisions that we make and the things that we decide to do in order to circumvent the lives that we have. So right. I just want to put us in the, you know, I'm with whatever you guys are developing. Um, you guys, through multiple conversations, are completely in line with what I would like to present to the board as uh, alternatives to what they've been doing to engage the community, for one, um, two, to create a resource center for just anything um, that the community may need, but also, most importantly, that training facility that we will be developing to get people educated in um, career path. Right. as opposed to jobs right. um it's a bigger you know just trying to look at it from a bigger perspective right. um and yeah man with links not chains is just one of the uh one of the many tools that i plan to use in order to get to where we need to be um and as far as um, our community is concerned what we can you know what we can hold our hands on um and that you know what what i think is important about this is you know all of us me you uh, Alonzo, Ken, you know, we grew up in the same community. Mm -hmm. You know, we felt like the number one goal we had was to graduate from high school. Just just make it through high school. Mm -hmm. Just get that far and you're successful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we thought very, very small scale. Our world was very small. The The thought process of trying to expand yourself beyond just 
getting through high school, you know, thinking past that point. We really didn't do it until we graduated, if we graduated, if we graduated outside of the prison system. You know what I mean? And then it's like, okay, now I need to start thinking about what I'm doing, but it's kind of too late. There's no real preparation for adulthood when you live in the hood. Mm. It's just survival to make it through the hood. You know what I mean? And that's what we got to change. And we, you know, I think by targeting single mothers, obviously that helps with a very, you know, uh, I guess risky bunch of people, you know, kids who have limited oversight and limited parent involvement because they only have one of two parents or because their mother may be working all day long just to make ends meet. You know, those are the people that really need to be watched over by individuals like us, by, you know, individuals like our listeners. Right. Not to cut cut you off, but one thing that I've I've noticed has been an issue to me is how can you live next door to somebody for six years and don't even know them people? Right. That's the norm now, though. And and, 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 and how did that happen? You know? So when we go to, you know, you always got to go to the core and the base of a situation. Right. It has a nucleus. How does that happen? You know? Uh, uh, I mean, you know, when we grew up, like I said, you know, neighbors, that, I mean, that everyone knew everybody. Right. You know, and that's what I feel needs to start back. And, 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 it, and it has to start with us. I mean, we're the men, you know, we're the right. men. And this is what I tell my guys, like, hey, you know, we took away from that community. You know, that's how bad crime is. Right. You know, crime is like horrible, you know, at the end of the day, because it affects not only the person that was victimized, it affects their family, right. it affects the community, it affects our families. Right. And then, you know, when you think about the census, as far as money that's going to that community, I think it was like $28 a day or something like that. I don't, I don't know exactly. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. But you take away, you know, from the community. And so when we, we're talking about restoring our, ourselves back into society, my guys, we built on community service and restitution. Right. We know we're coming into the communities with our heads up high, and we're trying to put work in for free. And I think out the gate. I think that's what makes this so important because we know that imprisonment for black men was systematic mm-hmm. for <clears throat> decades. We're intentionally right. using this platform and using this process to get you off the streets. And I think right. so many of us. Would you know go into that environment with a chip on our shoulders, angry, distracted, defensive, you know, attacking the system for shortchanging us, and thereby justifying us being in jail? Mm. But by doing what you guys are doing, by saying, "Wait a minute, we're here. We got to come to grips with that." That's what AV does. Forget why you got here. Forget how you got here. You're here. You got to accept it for what it is, and you can either sit here and waddle in it, or you can find a way to become a better part of society. Because again, so many of you have the opportunity to get out if you make the right decisions. So do we really want to spend the next three to five or 10 to 15 in here fighting, trying to piss off the world? Or do we want to use that time to become a bigger part of our community so that when we do go up to that parole board, all they're going to see is... Oh, this this individual actually did something constructive with that time. Mm-hmm. So you're doing that. That's what AB does. It gives you guys, yeah, it gives you guys that 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 experience and that 
opportunity to do something constructive with that time, it makes it that much easier for you to get back out. And it also keeps us, the free community, engaged with what's going on in there. And I think that's why this event that you're trying to put together is so important. It's important to me. Yeah. It's very very important because people know that people change. That's a given, right? But to show the change is everything. Right. It must be in action. It has to be in action. And it has to be in action supported by even some of the guys that have gotten out that are a part of AV. You know, right. where they're living their lives, telling their stories, and, and presenting and putting on for the next generation. Because I believe future, man. I'm just going to say future, 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 future. Right. It's about the future. Can't look back. And like, like the brother was talking about uh, 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 the, the business that he's in, you know, when we, when we look at everything, just think about infrastructure, right? This big language, you know, and how that New Deal years and years ago, you know, after depression, what it set up, how you were talking about just the systematic oppression, right? Okay, so do we accept that? You know, do we do we take that on the chin or do we do something about it? You know, and the only way you can do something about it is you can't do it with anger or hate. You got to do it with love. And participation, right? Yeah, you got to get busy. You got to do it with love. And that's what this Link's Not Change is. Like you said, it's all about, it's about us coming together. All the listeners out there that's listening to this right now, you can play a role. You can play a major part because you're not by yourself. Right. We're here with you. Right. We're speaking to you now. We can speak it into existence, but not only speak it into existence, the thought is there now. So we plant the seeds. What could you do to help? Right. Mm-hmm. How could you be of assistance? Right. Because we all a family. And, and I could tell you, do, you know, I, I have a I have a network of extremely resourceful people. And Amen. and Amir was the one that was accessible for me to put on this show. So, you know, and this is a community effort. This is a family effort. He's a part of the team, not just a team. He's a part of the team, uh-huh. you know, but so many people are consistently asking me how can we get involved and that's why i asked you to put that out there man because you know it's not always about money it's not always about stuff sometimes it's just about input participation leadership guidance um, counseling you know what i mean there's so many things that people just know that you don't know you know what i mean and just today you know we were i was just telling ken you know i'm trying to find out how to get resources and tools that we need for the studio and it was the cashier at the Apple store that was like, well, we do have a business division. You know, there's a whole lot that we could be doing to make life easier for you. And then we got to talking and she asked me about the studio and she was like, well, you know, I'm telling her I'm building a studio. She was like, oh, what are you going to be doing? And I told her, she was like, oh, my boyfriend plays in the band. They're always looking for somewhere to record. And it's just like you you just open your mouth and start conversations, man. And it's amazing what just flows out, you know. And Yeah. Foundational resources. Yeah, like a you, voice. yeah, you can't use your resources without communicating with what you need. You know right. what I mean? Um, I think that that's one of the other issues, kind of like what you were speaking about as far as knowing your neighbor. Um, we've yeah. gotten to a place as a people where it's, we feel like it's easier to kind of be on our own. That's why people get money and kind of lead a hood because they... Right. They don't see the resources that can back the resources that they're bringing to the table. I don't know nobody else that got this kind of money around here, so I'm gonna get up out of here to, so I don't make myself, you know, a victim or a target um, of people who don't have. But with programs like Links Not Chained, African American uh, Museum and Society, like those 
different programs and entities are set so that we all can be on the same page. Right. I think that uh, as a community, that's, um, you know, one of the biggest issues is like shrinking that gap between the haves and the have nots. Right. Um, within our own community. So, uh, when, when everybody eating the same, it's, you know, a lot easier to protect the food. So, um, that's one of my biggest things is, um, just kind of like getting out of the for-profit side of what I've been doing and, Leaning more towards the nonprofit side, which has uh, always been a, a drive of mine or a you know, desire of mine to get into. So, and we have to create that foundation too. Mm-hmm. You know, there. I think a part of it, you know, as far as that gap between the haves and the haves nots, I think a part of it is the humility piece. You know, mm-hmm. I got this. I'm the one that got here. Nobody helped me get it, and I'm damn sure not about to let you take it. Right. So, exactly. you know, you get you put a fence around your house. Yeah. Unless you re- you know what I mean, right. a wall. You know right. what I mean, and that's, that's the biggest the, trick. right. <clears throat> that's a protective you, you, method. You control, you control, not, you control with chaos, man. I mean, like, I mean, it's, it's. I'm in here, right? So let me tell you how it works in here, right? Mm-hmm. If something happens in here right now, no matter what type of situation it is, let's just think a negative situation. It affects everybody. Right. So out there in the free world, the difference is this, like that, and this is how I realized that. Hey, man, everybody count. Because mm-hmm. if I do something in here, whether it may be, uh, whatever it may be that might hit the compound, and it changed the atmosphere of this compound mm-hmm. instantly, right? Right. Out there in the free world, how do you not pay attention to what's going on in your community or in your, in your, in your neighbor's house or next door? Or I mean, how does that happen? I have an opportunity if I'm 43 years old. I'm living a life of change. I'm living a life as a new man, a new creation. And when you become a new creation, especially in whatever you're doing, then you just do new stuff. You mm-hmm. do new things. Right. It's just it's just part of it. So right. I'm looking to expound on this, and I'm and I'm appreciative of of, of this aid and this help, man, because it's a lot of people that say. Hey, you know, I got you. What's up? What you need? And, and this and that. But then, you know, won't answer the phone or, or yeah. won't come through. When it's time but, to actually hold them to the fence. <coughs> right. Right. So, so, so this work that we're doing, man, it's going to manifest. I mean, the picture's coming. The uh, community's uh, project's coming. Uh, that we're doing, we're working on, putting a lot of stuff together for for, for those with these book bags and, and just providing this, this insight. So anything out there, especially to the listeners, uh, that you can provide or that you think kids may need, you know, it, right. it doesn't have to be large. It can be a small initiative, whether it's, it's, it's money, whatever you feel like you can uh, offer up. Yeah, and volunteer, you know, right. Well, it, it, speaking, Amir, speaking, spe- yeah. <laughs> speaking specifically to this event, this is something you want to hold sooner than later. And, right. you know, like you said, the goal of this event is to engage, um, single mothers and you know people within the communities to take a pledge to really start helping themselves and helping one another Mm -hmm. to get closer to each other to be a lookout for each other to create almost like a network of a support system because again single mothers don't necessarily always have the same problems you know Mm -hmm. sometimes the problem is I live with my parents. Sometimes the problem is I don't know. I can't pick up my kids from school. Sometimes the problem is my kid don't have nobody to play with. You know what I mean? And it's amazing how many of these mothers live on the same street 
and don't even know each other, live in the same neighborhoods and still take two separate cars to the same school. You know what I mean? We got to get past that. And because you don't know who your next door neighbor is, you don't know what they're dealing with. You don't know how you can help them resolve those problems. You don't know where you two might be able to balance each other out. So you both struggle in your own space. You know, mm-hmm. I would much rather have 50% of my struggle and 50% of yours than 100% of mine by myself. So you had mentioned the players, right? I was right. trying to say that for the event. But however, uh, Expression of Love does have a, 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 a certificate of a pledge. Mm-hmm. And that pledge deals with uh, salvage, salvaging, building, and redeeming. I don't want to really read off what it's all about because I, I look forward to people attending and coming through. Right. But it's taking a pledge is saying like, hey, I'm a part of something. Exactly. You know, and my family is a part of something. This is something that I think kids, my mother did this, which was just a bonding phase between us and our family. And I think a pledge is a great way to bring a community together, especially when it's about uh, you know, salvaging what has been lost and building something new, right? And redeeming ourselves within it, you know, through meditation and prayer and just healthy relationships in general, right? So I know this my my, my time. Link's not changed, y'all. <laughs> Link's not changed, <laughs> right? Well, we go we gonna go into some more details about what we're doing, but we appreciate you coming on, bro. Okay, yeah, I, I love y'all, man. Y'all stay I up. Love. Appreciate God it, man. You. All right, bro. You, you too. Be safe. Right. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know, you uh, you really got to appreciate a guy like Alonzo, man. You know, I I say it every time he's on the phone. I just can't imagine doing 26 years behind bars. Yeah. Dude. And still feeling like, you know, I can be a part of a constructive process. You know, and it and he tells us all the time, it took him a while to get to that point. You yeah, know, yeah. he went through his, his, his struggles and strifes, but... Where he's at now, man, I mean, I know so many people out here on the streets with mm-hmm. all the access in the world, all the resources in the world. People that could call me, could call Ken, could call you, and they still sitting at home and ain't doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're not working. They're not participating. They're not doing much of anything. Well, I think what's worse is someone that's working backwards, someone that's yeah. a part of the game that's in there and that's taking up space and time and not being productive um right. you know it's just a it's the false perce- perception that there's something going on so there becomes like a comfort in that right like i get up every morning and i go but you know while i'm there what am i actually really accomplishing what am right. i really doing so i think that i mean you know that's the number one in this new culture i think the number one thing that i see is an issue for a lot of the young men and women is this um I don't even know what to call it, but it's more or less like I'll show you that I'm doing something as opposed to actually being actually able doing to do something. something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm capable. Yeah. I'm just not actually active. Right. Right. I can afford certain things, but right. I won't buy the things that I actually need. need. Like right. I'll buy shoes, I'll buy cars, I'll buy clothes, but you know, paying for education and resources is that eh, that's not that's not what's hot. Yeah, you know what I mean? Stupid, though, right? Yeah, and that's it's a weird stupid, it's just though. a weird thing. I mean, I guess we always have floss culture, like where we always had that thing where I was caught up in that for yeah. a long time, but it took me to get older to kind of figure like, dude, you need to start investing in yourself yeah. and investing in your future and investing yeah, into what you trying to evolve 
eventually too. And that's what these single mothers need. They need men like us that have come to realize that talking to their 12, 16 year old sons and saying, hey, don't get sidetracked yet. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Let's catch. And this is the conversation we got to have with these mothers. Let's let's get to your son before the streets do. Yeah. Because, you know, he's still in a very, you know, malleable frame of mind. But I, I always believe and I always thought that uh, the thing that, you know, attracts people to the streets is financial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, 90 percent of the time is financial. Right. And if you can give them a, some insight as to what they can be doing outside of that. Right. I, I was my my parents kind of forced us into the industry that we're in. Um, and I, you know, I never really was resentful until I got older and realized what my true passions was. Yeah. And my resentment didn't come like I wasn't like I wasn't happy that I learned all these skills and I know right. all these people. It was just more or less like, damn, I, I spent a lot of time doing what they love and never really identify with what I love. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's the message that I would push to these kids now. Like, you don't necessarily have to do what. Your, your parents, parents want you to do, right. yeah, yeah. In most cases, none of us actually do, right? But you, you know? got to do something. Exactly. The key is you got to do something. Exactly. You know, and we we went through this because we had a conversation with my daughter and her best friend, twenty okay. year old females, you know, and they explained to us, hey, look, you know, we have parents now, mm-hmm. not her because I ain't on this page, but <laughs> their generation has a ton of parents that are saying, take your time, figure out the slow way how to become what you want to become. And don't worry about all the trials and tribulations of being an adult. Right. Yeah, but one day you're going to be an adult. If you don't put in the time and effort to figure that stuff out now, you're screwed. You know, so if we have a window of opportunity to get in front of these kids through their mothers by saying, hey, look, entrust us to guide your children in a better direction Mm -hmm. than the guy on the corner. All right. Step number one. Step number two embrace his difference embrace what makes him unique because we're going to try to draw that out of him we want him to realize hey look you know it's not about college and you know basketball or football it's about being comfortable with whatever it is you're doing right putting passion in your effort i was just gonna say that passion is everything my son used to Tell me he wanted to be a mechanic and a truck driver. And in my ignorance at the time, I was like, man, you could be more than that. You could be whatever you want to be. And, and not realizing, like, well, that is he what just he told be. you what he wanted <laughs> yeah. to be. He just literally just said it out of his mouth. And, right. you know, I used to push him in different directions. But now he's 20, and he's in a CDL school, and he's literally living his dream. This is what right. he's always said. Even as a child, um, this is kind of the direction he wanted to go in. Yeah. Right. So as as a, the new me or the new parent, I'm like, okay, like this is now I can literally see my son glowing and right. what he's doing. And that's the, the you know the, the, what other kids need to see. Right. You can be 20 years old and not have it figured out in no shape, form, or fashion, but still be working within your passion. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and that's that's to and, me the biggest. But thing a lot of, of these all. mothers, they don't see that they 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 have tunnel vision to that mm-hmm. because their goal is nurture, nurture, protect, protect. Yeah. And all I know is what I know, and I know for a fact if you go out and you get a nine to five and you earn at least 10 bucks an hour, yeah. you'll be able to survive on your own. It does take a village. And it, I mean, and it's right. not just uh, men that need to talk to these single mothers. These There are other women out there that can, you know. Successful be, ones, Yeah, right? successful yes. women that, that can talk to these single mothers and also these 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 boys. Right. I know when I was a young man, that's what got my attention was, you know, older women that knew what they were doing that looked like they exactly. had money. 
that's ultimately when I heard for the first time, you need to get your shit together. Those were the lips that it came from because I was like, oh, she's attractive. She's obviously making money. And then she's telling me, oh, yeah, you need to be like this, 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 and this right. in order to even step to the plate. And I'm right. like, oh, well. I got to get Yeah, there. I got to get out of this. Like, right. this isn't. And and I get it. You know, everybody's different. Everybody's motivated by different stuff. Right. Yeah, exactly. but I think that at this point, it's like whatever we can try. You right. know what I mean? Um, whatever it works, whatever looks like it's gonna work, whatever we think it might work. I think that as a as there's a very strong need to pull our people or pull our children out of a, a thought process that the streets is the best option. Right. And, when, and when we all know that it's not, there's right. there's literally no outcome in that lifestyle that makes any sense. Right. I mean, we know that to be the case. Right. There are those one-offs. There are those 50 cents and little Wayne's and right. you know, those individuals that came through the streets found their niche, had a passion. They still had a still passion. Had a passion, yep. And they were able to convert that <laughs> negative lifestyle into an opportunity through that passion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that is not easy. No. And these kids think it's easy, man, and we got to they but they need some guidance. They need somebody who they can mentor on or yeah. or look up to that can that they can look at and say, "I want to be like you one day." Right. You know what I mean? Because all they see is the TV because their mama put them in front of a TV to keep them quiet or they put a tablet in their hand. They have no exposure to people like us. And I'm not talking about me and you. I'm talking about people who have decided to make improving themselves their number one mission. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of us that do it and we end up in all walks of life. You know, look at Obama. He was the president of the United States. How can he not be your son's role model? Why are you not encouraging your child to follow that lead. You know, he he came from the same, he came from Chicago. I mean, yeah. it's not like the dude was in the White House as a kid. He worked his way up to that point. And if he can come, I mean, we talked about Imani. We know what people can overcome. Yeah, yeah. anything. But you got to be willing to put in the effort and you got to be, and I think another part of it is, like I said, when you have that protective mindset or that nurturer's mindset. And it's not just single mothers, single fathers, mm-hmm. couples, they all do it. You know, I've seen what happens when I entrust the wrong people with my children, so I'm not doing that no more. Right. So shame on us, you know, the established, for not being more receptive and more patient about getting our message out there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what events like this, and I think that's what collaborations like ours will do. Mm-hmm. It'll give us that flexibility to say, hey, I know you've seen the worst of the worst, especially mm-hmm. coming from the people in these communities, because we're from these communities. But it's not what it always seems. There yeah. are resources out there that are willing to help you raise your child in a better light or raise your children in a better light or help y'all. Because sometimes it is couples. Sometimes it mm-hmm. is mother and father in the house. Yeah. But they still just don't have that drive or they don't have that that energy to you know, release their kids to a respectable source because they don't know what to expect. You know, I think about all of these girls that went to R. Kelly. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's the only person that keeps coming to mind when I think about this because a lot of these parents were trusting this celebrity with their daughter. Now, what actually happened, I don't know. You know, I'm not going to pretend like I do, but just watching those parents on that special talk about how we entrusted this guy to take care of our daughter, and next thing I know, you know, she's a prisoner in his house. Yeah. How do you turn around and t- give your son to somebody? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I get it, but that's not the norm. That's not 
how we get over this hump of being an impoverished community. We yeah. have to we have to stick our necks out there. And people like us have to make it very, very yes. clear that we're on your side and we're here for, and for the right reason. For any form of success, I believe there has to be some form of sacrifice. Mm -hmm. um, something's got to give. Almost like the, you know, making an egg, you got to break some shells type of theory. That's right. um, you know, it's always been a thing for me to be within the community. My parents have always been a part of the communities that they grew up in. Right. And me being in the same situation, being a part of the community that I grew up in, it's just, I don't know, it's just something I always saw as a need. Um, right. And then, like you said, the collaborations that we're dealing with now and the things that we're trying to develop now is... It's we've been needed. We've needed it years ago, uh, right. generations ago. Um, but now was is better time than ever to start and uh, you know get these things going. So I look forward to everything that we've been talking about. We've been developing um, the for profit side and the non profit side. Right. It's like you know, what I mean, it's just a lot of work to be done. And um, at the end of the day, uh, I think the goal and the the I, you know, the destination is all the same. Like you said right. earlier, we're traveling down different paths, but we all both, we all headed to the same destination. Yes, so. Right. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why I was so captivated by your episode on the GB7 podcast and just listening to how you're moving. You know what I mean? Because yeah. when it's all said and done, you're just, you, you clearly have a different perspective. Yeah. And yeah. I think yours is very much in line with mine. It's probably because we're both Virgos. I think they got a lot to do I'm, with it. I'm sure um, it does. Y'all busy brains, man. man. Busy brains. They get yeah. on my nerves, people. They get on my nerves. <laughs> because we don't stop, you know. Yeah. But we but it's not it's not sporadic. It's very No, it's very calculated. Yeah, yeah. Very very calculated. And I um I don't think people realize how uh calculated some of the things are. How right. The museum ties into a clothing line, essentially, uh, the right. clothing line being community based and there being food involved. And like people look at me like, what the hell are you talking about? Right. If I try to explain all of it together. So I can only give you piece by piece by piece. Yeah, by piece. yeah, yeah. But, that's the way you digest. Yeah. It. But ultimately, everything literally ties into the next thing. Exactly. Um, my clothing line does community work. The community that we decide to work with is in the Huff area. Huff area we decided because of the museum. Uh, the museum being a tr resource center was all designed so that we can fix some of the houses in the area so that we can then turn around and give those houses to people who have gone through our you know, education program or our financial program. Like The objective is for our community to be self-sufficient. Exactly. 100,000% 100, self-sufficient so that way we don't we i mean obviously we want other people's money uh right. opm you know you want other people's money but you don't want to need other people's money or right. other people's involvement or give them the the idea that they have some kind of control when in all actuality you just really need to buckle down and get with the get with your neighbors uh um, right as Zoe was saying and or learn your neighbor right you guys can have resources together that create businesses or opportunity yeah. or a lot of different things. That, and I'm super huge on building people up, if I can. Right. If you got something that you're doing and you ask me, you best believe I'm going to be there. Right. Um, and I might not get nothing out of it. And I've lost a lot of friends because of this thought right. process. And, um, but at the end of the day, if you don't give back, you know what I mean? I kind of got to end it right there. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not doing it so that you'll do something for me. I'm just doing it so that you'll do something for the the bigger goal. Yeah. Pay it forward. Yeah, pay it, it ain't gotta be me. Yeah. I don't. I don't just definitely don't really need the help. But right. 
Um, if I do need to help, I want to be able to reach out to a group of people that I've also already helped and know that they're in a position to be ready so, so that we can knock out whatever the task is at hand. So, right. Yeah. You know, and it, it's I'm glad you kind of framed it the way you did, because for me, I think that is the underlying issue is how do I make sense of how do I simplify what I'm seeing Arthur do or what I'm seeing mm -hmm. Amir do? Because I go through the same thing. Yeah. You know, I started a trucking company, a consulting business, yeah. an entertainment business, and a nonprofit. I mean, and it, people looking at this like these things don't connect. Yeah, and but well, they actually do. <laughs> but they all connect if you yeah. if you take the time to think about it sequentially. Yeah. And if you understand that all of my for-profit efforts mm -hmm. are centered around a nonprofit initiative, which is to put people in a place better than they came in through the door. At. Yeah. You know, people are going to come through the door from an impoverished community. They're going to come through the door from the prison system. They're going to come through the door from a foster home or a detention center. And they're going to say, put me in a better place. Well, am I supposed to send everybody to, you know, one place? No, right. people have different needs. They have yep. different initiatives and they have different ambitions, mm -hmm. which is why the more people that I can bring into the fold that add to that portfolio, the more well-rounded we can collectively be. Right. And I think that's what makes you, you know, resourceful to this effort because you bring in the housing component, you bring in the facilities for the mm -hmm. training. We're trying to get a school going, you're trying to get a school going. You yeah, the school, it's right? Like, okay, and we, now we have a school, right? <laughs> right. Now we have a school, we so have, well, at least the building. And that's to me, that's part of the thing. Like my parents are very self-sufficient. Like mm -hmm. they've built their company literally off their own hard work. My dad still to this day does all his own repairs to all of his own properties right. by himself. Like it's just that's his. Awesome. It kind of <laughs> no, it's his well, joy. Yeah, I'm sure he gets yeah you know what I mean. Yeah. But it, it's it's almost like it. Um, that's the mind state that I grew up in. Right. And I quickly realized that that's a very unique thing to have. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people can't be a one-man army. Right. And even as a one-man army, the minute that you go to sleep, the kill count goes down. Right. You know what I mean? So <laughs> right. I look at it as I'd rather have, a, a, you know, just a very well-sufficient, I mean, just an efficient army that, you know, if I decide to take a break, I got guys that'll step in in the spot right. where I was standing and do the same type of work with the same type of passion. Yeah, right. um, and that's to me that that's like that's how we win this thing. That's how that's we get the out only of way. yeah. That's how we get out of this situation. If you have a housing issue, <clears throat> you call your team and you put container houses on some of these empty fields, and right. now you fix that. You have a, a job issue, then you create a business. You right. cut grass. You whatever, Shovel whatever snow, it takes. Whatever, yeah, right. whatever it takes to create the resources and it's, it's i always say it's not always about money i literally want to bring back the bartering system between companies um my barber uh brilliant barber uh ad jackson we have this ongoing thing right now where he, every time he needs something he calls me we take care of it we don't even talk numbers i just All take right. care of it right. i haven't paid for a haircut in two years All right you know what i mean because it literally, you know, he's excited, you know what I mean? I feel like I'm maybe getting over because, you know, he's a very high-end barber. And I'm like, man, these haircuts are expensive. I, I got to be nearing that number. And he's yeah. like, nah, bro, you, I, you trust me, it. I'm going to call you. Right. Uh, and, and he sure enough does. When he calls, I'm like, boom, I'm going to step up. Um, and I think that that alone starts the process of people being like, okay, you know what? It, it's cooperative economics. Exactly. It doesn't necessarily have to be money. It doesn't have to be monetary that we work together as a team. But yeah. if you're a painter 
and I'm an electrician and we both can get into this house and, you know, put some money together. That's two different resources that we now don't have to pay anybody else for. Right. Let's let's grab a, a drywall guy, see if he wants to invest. Let's grab a window guy, see if he wants to invest. Let's eliminate <laughs> the labor cost of this entire project. So I'm sure, I'm, I'm 100% sure that as we speak, Dave is sitting there <laughs> laughing his head off. Because what y'all don't know, so we're going to go back in time about five years. Okay. All right, from this probably five, maybe even six years from this moment, me and Dave are sitting down having a conversation talking about how to actually get out of the the circle jerk of corporate America and mm-hmm. working for the man and blah, blah, blah. So we started talking. This is, remember the concierge mm-hmm. conversation we had yeah. that he talked about? That's where it came up. Okay. But it all started because I was like, man, you know what I want to start? I want to start like a bartering business. Because, and it was crazy because my mother used to call me Art Bart when I was little. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I so for my birthday, it was right around my birthday, she gave me this notepad. And I wrote out this entire business plan. It was called mm. Bart Mart, the barter market. And it was wow. literally built around the exact, I'm going to show it to you. Because you're going to look at this and go, this shit is crazy. Because it's exactly what you just said. Yeah. It was Five, six, and I'm not saying it's anything. I'm just saying it's right, just, but it's it's the thought it's the process. concept. Yeah. It's, it's how how do we get past the need for money? I'm like, we need to change the whole concept of currency. Yeah. If I am of no value to you unless I have money in my pocket, and that money has to come from somebody else, then somebody else is going to dictate how valuable I can be to you yeah. as a business owner. But if I can bring something to you that you need in exchange for what I need, mm-hmm. then we're always going to win. And all of a sudden, their money don't mean nothing to us. I would us say no money more. is a byproduct. Money it is. is not a, it's not something that you, I mean, obviously you're going to sought after it because you need it in order to survive and live, it's a, blah, it's blah, a tool. blah. It's a tool. We just use it as a, we're supposed to use it as a tool. Exactly. To get to another space in life. But it's also to me, when you do stuff, uh, when you, Sell a product that you're passionate about, that you, you know, wake up every morning to get involved with and, you know, just to, it's your life's passion. Yeah. Right. You'll make money. Um, you might not make a killing starting off. You may not make uh, any money starting off sometimes, but yeah. the passion, if you keep with it, you stay with it. It's times that, like, I don't see my kids for a while and I'm working constantly, constantly working. And my mother's like, well, how much money are you making? And I'm like... I'm not really making any money um, because that's not the objective right now. The objective is to build these relationships, is to get these resources, is to get people understanding what the actual real objective is. The money will come. I mean, I've been in situations where I have been dead broke. I'm close to it now. But (laughs) it's it's a part of the plan. You know what I mean? It's a part of the the process of getting to where... Yeah, and as I get closer to my goal, the money just starts to come. You know what I mean? Like it's um, uh, Especially through... Donations, especially um, with right. dealing with the museum, um, we've getting things that we didn't even ask for. Right. But it's almost like, damn, we see what y'all are doing, we see what you need. Right. Let us come in and and just give you participate. Yeah, let's yeah. let us give you the only thing we have to offer at this point, especially with the banks and other entities like that. It's like well, we don't know what you guys need or what you're going through. Here's some money. Right. And we're like, yeah, thanks, but uh, we need these, this, that, and the third. It was like, oh, okay, well, here's some more money. Right. Go buy that. And we're like, all right, bet. Right. You know what I mean? Because it, it's just, 
just move with purpose and passion. And, but that's what that's what they have to offer. It's, that's all they have. And that's the key. You know, I I think of money as a manipulation tool. Mm. Because all money does is it allows you to tell people what they can do to get it. Mm. But if I don't need it to get to where I want to be, you lose all that power. Mm. So now you have to create a new value to me right. in order to be of value to me. So I don't need your money. What else you bring to the table? Right. It's like a girl. Yeah. Just think of it like a relationship. Yeah. If all you got to offer me is sex and I don't need sex, then you're not the girl for me. Right. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. Yeah, if absolutely. all you got to bring to me is money and I don't need your money. And it's not that I, it's not that the money wouldn't make me feel better. Right. Like the but sex it, would. It would fix it would fix, it would some, fix some problems. Yeah. But it's not gonna re, it's not gonna complete the mission. Fact. You know what I mean? What I'm looking for is relationships. I'm looking for partnerships. I'm looking for something that makes me getting to my next step with the least amount of obligation and least amount of stress possible as easy as possible. Because if I take your money, guess what I got to do now? I got to give you something to return for. Right. Every time somebody gives you money, they're buying something. They are either buying your loyalty or they're buying your product or they're buying the expectations that they have yeah. Yeah. of you and their money. Right. And if you can't return that, then you've fallen short. Now you owe them the money despite the effort you put into it. Right. But give me your effort. Give me your service. Yeah. Give me your partnership in return for mine. And as long as I got something you need and vice versa, we're going to win regardless. Yeah. And, and that's where community completely overpowers commodity. Because yeah. to yeah. me, money is just a commodity. Because mm -hmm. you either got it that. or you don't. Right. Yeah. Right. And if you don't have it, then you're useless unless you got something else to offer. Right, 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 right. You know, when I was thinking about that whole Bartmore thing, it was like, you know, I need a refrigerator. You're about to get rid of a refrigerator and you need your grass cut or you need your roof replaced. I'm a roofer. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I had it all set up. Dude. It was like it was like a it was almost like an Angie's list kind of thing. You type in what you need. Somebody with a list of services say, hey, I got what you need if you can give me this in return. Yeah. And I think that that's, and uh, obviously I think it's a great idea. I think that's an amazing <laughs> idea. Yeah, because it, it puts us back into the, like you said, it puts us back into the aspect where, all right, the money's not the issue anymore. Right. Yeah. Community is now more important than the money. Um, the mission is now more important than the money. Then, you know, everything at this point becomes more important than the money. Right. And then, like I said, the money flows. I I don't know. I guess I, I got really into the law of attraction at one point in my life. So I, I often wake up every morning and say that money comes to me easy and abundantly. Right. And therefore it does. Right. Like, um, I. Again, I'm not saying I'm rich and don't be hitting me up asking for money. I'm not rich. <laughs> I'm just saying that at the end of the day, um, what I truly need, I have. Right. Um, and everything else outside of that, like, yeah, I want a new car. I was just talking about that today. Right. Everybody around me has got a brand new car. And I'm like, man, y'all really trying to make me get a new car. Yeah. But I don't need that right now. Right. It's I not really don't. something that you, I, yeah, that you I, need. I, Car that I'm driving now holds my tools, gets me to point A to point B. I can take it out of town if I need to. Like, I'm good. Right. Outside of that, like, I want to build more than I have. You know what right. I mean? Like, if I end up with a nice car at the end of all this, then so be it. But in the time frame, that money can go towards something else to build some resources somewhere else for right. someone else to build something that we all need. Right. We all need. Yeah. Right. It, be it just becomes like a... I always say cooperative economics because that's yeah, just that's exactly what yeah, it is. Yeah, I just what I've been taught all my life. Um, it's and I think it's more of a Kwanzaa 
type yeah. of thing. Um, but it just, I don't know. It always just made just perfect it makes sense, sense to, you, to me. Right. Yeah, It's funny you say that because I was, it's, it's got me thinking about just the last few years of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I worked at the same company for 20 years. Okay. They paid me really good money, but it was never enough. Right. No matter what I did, it was never enough. Yeah. You know, I got from a point where I was living paycheck to paycheck, like most of America, to where I could probably go a week or two without a paycheck. I can take a couple of days off and it wouldn't kill me. But I was always depending on that check. And then I left that company when I felt like it wasn't really what I needed anymore. And I went to work for another company that paid me pretty good money. And I didn't necessarily have to live check to check, but the idea of not getting that check was amplified because now I don't have anything to fall back on. Mm-hmm. But then I stopped working there too. And I haven't gotten a paycheck really. I mean, I've earned some income, right? but I really haven't gotten a paycheck since I had my surgery. And I haven't had a single money problem since. Yeah. And I've spent entirely too fucking much money spent. on this on this studio. <laughs> spent a lot of money. Spent a lot of money on this studio, but it's like I don't even realize it. And it's not that the money just came from nowhere. I was in preparation. I right. knew what I was planning to do yeah. with it, but it's like I mean, I can I can do you this. You see the bigger picture. And money has nothing to do with it. it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's if somebody called me if somebody called me the last year I was at SW and said, hey, I need 500 bucks, I'd be like, sorry, you better find somebody else. Yeah. I ain't got it. Somebody right. called me right now and said, hey, I need 500 bucks. If you can justify it, I could probably make well, it happen. Listen, I need no. <laughs> right, right, right. But it's like, let's you start, know. Let's start right there. Right. Uh, so, well, let yeah. me tell you something. I need about. No, and and, and I'm, not, I'm not saying that I have it to give, to your point. I'm right. not saying I got this money yeah. falling out of my pocket, but it doesn't, it doesn't scare me anymore. So it's not your motivation. Where's yeah. that? Where, where's that next money coming from? Because I don't. Now I'm hoarding all. You know what I mean? I'm trying to hold on to everything, and I'm no longer resourceful to people who might need me. Right. Mm-hmm. And if all you need from me is money, then you're useless to me. Yeah, yeah. That's because you can get money anywhere. Yeah. You know, but if you Facts. got and if you got something that you can bring to me for the sake of that money, you ain't even got to borrow it. Here, no, you can have it. You can have it. Take right. care of what you. If I give it, right. I tell people all the time: if I gave it to you, that means that I can give it away for real. Mm-hmm. Even oh, if I you don't. Said, even if you said you wanted to borrow it, right. if, Facts. if you don't give it back, it's not gonna hurt me. Right. You might have lost a friendship from it right. because of the way you <laughs> did it. Thousand percent. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I call it the cost of getting rid of it. Right. <laughs> I don't care about that bread, dude. Listen. You just got, you just ended our friendship for four hundred. And bucks. I hope some of them who who I have loaned money to hear this. You know what I'm I, I, really I got a few of them. I'm like, dude, four hundred bucks ended our friendship. That's corny, facts. dude. Facts. When and you, you almost nailed the number, say, bro, that's as well. I don't have it, and I'm I'm not gonna have it. And I'd be like, bro, don't worry about it. It's yours. Right. I'm not going into detail, that. but I've had people call me. And say, I don't have money to feed my family. Can you loan me some money? I'm like, bet. And then I get to, I'm loaning the money and I'm the same way. I give it to you. I don't expect it back. If I gave it to you and you tell me you're going to give it back, that's the only time I expect to get it back. I mean, if you say you're going to give it back, that's fine. But But if you don't, don't, and you explain to me why you can't, I don't mind. It's not nothing that's going to kill me. I am going to say this. If you tell me you're gonna give it back, I'm expecting it. I'm back. expecting it back. <laughs> I'm expecting it. Oh, I, that, I'm definitely the, expecting the, it back because you could. It, it's a humbling thing, right? Yeah, like exactly. when I've ever had to borrow money, I borrow money from my pops all the time, and I he's the king of making me, 
you know, humble myself yeah. and be like, yo, pay that back. I, and when I he when he says, when are you gonna pay it back? That date, you better be there. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's how it works, and that's exactly how it's supposed to work. It shows the respect that you know what you went out of your way or went out on a limb to help me out. I've had guys borrow money. I give them a job, and I hope you're listening. Um, <laughs> they screw me over. And then act like I did like something did to them. Right. And I'm like, you know what? We're not going to go over these long emails and messages that we're not going to go back and forth. That's one thing we're, we're no, definitely like, not as adults. We're not going to go back and forth. Right. You know how you called thing. me. I'm yeah. You know kidding. how you called me. You know how this is ending out. I literally call it the cost of getting rid of you. I will never call you over the money that you owe me ever in my life. Ever. Never. And I'll I will never, never call you over for drinks either. No, or yeah, exactly. I will never call you over again. <laughs> yeah. And it's not it's no hard feelings. I'm not gonna right. see you in the streets and, and run up on you or no, none of that type of I stuff. I still walk to these people and shake the Yeah, hand, I shake your hand. I, I like, love you still, bro. Dude, like you you're my guy, but I'm don't you, ask for nothing. Just don't ask you me for nothing. You yeah. can't be around me no more. You lost that privilege. And you don't and I'm not a resource to you anymore. No, in no shape from a fashion. Right. So now not only did you right. Yeah. Not only did you leave lose the output or the the outlet for money, you lost the outlet for support, exactly. for work, all yeah. for all of that. Yeah. For it's a, a, and I want to go ear. in, but I ain't I hear all types of stories about some of the guys who actually I lent money to, and they down bad. Yeah, and I feel bad for them, and they probably could have been out of those situations if they were still my friend. Facts, but dude, you fucked up. You you messed up. And that's that. to me like the worst part about it is because I don't feel I don't feel good getting rid of a person over four hundred dollars. That doesn't make me feel like the man <laughs> in the room. You know what I mean? Like right. I feel some type of way because I know if that's where you were at at one point where you needed me, because I know where I was at when I needed somebody else. Yeah. I'm probably gonna need that person again. again. I call my dad all the time, and he'd be right. like, "You need money?" Like, no, not this time, but I will. But I will, <laughs> and when I do, you gonna right. be my guy to call. And he's, you know, as long as I take care of him, he take care of me. Yeah, and that's how I am. For I ain't trying to father nobody, but that's how I am with my friends and the people that I deal with. Because if that's you, that is the definition of friendship. Yes, yeah, yeah you know, absolutely. and that's what it's about. And it's funny because that that brings to mind a story that I had because I'm the same way. When somebody called me up and said, hey, you got a hundred bucks? Like, yeah. You, are you asking me to give it to you or asking me to loan it to you? Right. Right. That's Be all honest. Very clear. No, no, no. If you loan me a hundred bucks, I'll give it back. Are you sure? I'm going to ask you twice. I'm not going to ask you three times. This ain't baseball. Right. I'm going to ask you twice. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pay you back. Okay. Here it is. I need it back. Bye. Yeah. Right. And if you say I won't have it by then, okay, I'm gonna add. Then you give it. Then you give tell you me when you're gonna yeah, give it back. You're gonna give it to me. Oh, yeah, right. I always make you tell me you, not, when you think you'll get this back to me. Right. Not when you know. When you think, because right. that's the day I'm gonna call you and be like, "How's everything going?" Right. You know what I mean? Like, because you know, once you give it to him, you ain't gonna hear from him. Fact. A, nice, a I, nice little minute too. And that's fine too, because you're probably going through some things. You're probably trying to get yourself back together. I respect and appreciate right. that. But if you say it's on the fifth. On the fourth, the fifth, or the sixth, I'm, I'm calling, calling you. Yeah, right. yeah I'm because giving myself you said that. It, I didn't. I'm gonna give you the room to hang yourself if right. you're gonna do that. But if don't tell me you're gonna do something, you're not gonna do yeah, it. And I'm not that. perfect because there's people out there. I'm pretty sure I owe some of y'all money or whatever. But uh, I get to you. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I actually had an actual situation where I was talking to somebody. They were telling me they had a money problem, and I'm mm. like, "Hey, look, you know, I could probably help you out." And she was like, "You know, well, that's cool." I'm like, here's the thing. I don't want it back because you've given me this explanation you know, of your situation. Even six months from now, even if you made a thousand dollars, 
you're still going to need that yeah. thousand. You, yeah. The last thing you're going to need to do is give me back my hundred. So if I give you this money, don't pay me back. I don't want it back. This is my contribution this to you bettering a donation yourself. Right right. Now. It's a donation. And she got offended. Like, oh, wow. To, I haven't talked to her since. Really? And this was years ago. Did she borrow the money? No. She oh. was like, you, so you trying to say I can't pay you back? I'm, no, I'm saying you don't have to pay me back. I'm saying here, bye. Yeah. You explained the story. I felt In it. detail. It was, it was on said, my, I felt it. On you my felt heart it, right. To yeah. give you this money now. Right. Like, and, yeah. I, and the last thing I want you to do is feel pressure to turn that money back over to me. Because yeah, you might you, need it for something else. When you barely getting it. It's a pride yeah. thing at that point. Right. Yeah. And that's what that's exactly what it was. I'm like, yeah. you're really letting your pride get in the way of you bettering your own situation. I'm not better than you. And I'm I ain't gonna lie, that. sometimes I've been there too. I, my dad has been like, here, just let me take care of it. And I'm like, mm, not today. Nah. You know what I mean? Let me struggle this one out. Let me get through this one and see where I can. The struggle where I'm is end up. that's the but most you know you got, part though. Yeah, but really? you know you got the means to replace it. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes yeah, this I, individual did. There was oh, no, so they, money, no coming. money coming in. There's yeah. no, there's no outlet to get. Oh, yeah. back. gotcha. Yeah. The only way you're gonna pay me back is to borrow it from somebody else. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you don't want to put. That's in the that least situation. of my problems. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, I don't want to even put you in a situation like. So yeah. just take the. I mean, it's a, it was a hundred dollars yeah, on exactly. top of that. Hundred dollars, dude. Right. I'm. A, I'm about. As soon as you say no, I'm about to go to a casino and blow it on a hand of jack blackjack just because I didn't expect to have it anymore. Right. I took it out the bank for. You, you I took it out. No. You said you didn't want it. Then fuck it. I'm about right. to go give it. to And actually, in that case, I was I was at a grocery store. I, went, I, I was talking to this individual. I left. I went to a grocery store. There was a lady in front of me. Her bill was like eighty four dollars. I was like, I got you. You paid for her bill. I just paid her bill. Oh, that's sweet. Because I didn't expect to have it. Because I didn't. And, and then it's like, and she had a little kid with her. You know, I could tell she was struggling. She was trying to keep the kids together. She didn't have a lot of food. You know what I mean? I'm like, here. Keep your $84. You yeah. know what I mean? I got you. I got you. Yeah. And, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, I'm not going to change who I am because you couldn't embrace it for what it was. Yeah. I was willing to give $100 to somebody that needed it. I'm going to give $100 to somebody that yeah. needed it. You know what I mean? That's my contribution. That's well, me will, paying it for it this I will week. say I'm going to be a lot more selective on the people that help this time Absolutely. Um, that was years ago. And it, uh, mine is more. Mine is. It still make me mad. I ain't gonna lie. This is last two weeks, three weeks. Mm. I'm, I'm still. still I'm still, still hot. I'm, I'm about to put names and acts and stuff in there. I'm still a little hot, but I I just realized that when people know that you'll help them, um, they'll come to you with problems that aren't real problems. Yeah, they'll you know take what I mean? for And sure. they'll definitely they'll call you and say, "Oh man, I can't put gas in my car, but you know I want to go buy the fight." And right. I'm like. Really? What? Right. You what? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and, and I'm like, okay. Or you'll see them borrow money from you and then go do certain stuff with it. Not that I want to control Tell how you, you spend how my it, money, right. but at the same token, it's like, how can you afford both? Right. So at this point, my you know my community service will be literal community service. Right. It will be, and the, that's exactly where the, we're at. Now. Exactly. These events, these things, these resource centers, these different things that we can do to actually see the fruits of our labors when um, these kids and these people are in better situations. Yeah, I think our people are I in think better we situations. Should, we should definitely do a workshop on that uh, that barter thing. Yeah, I, agree. I think it should be a workshop about that. Like people actually come and hear hear you out with that. Like, Dude, mm-hmm. I had already hear me out with this, guys. I <laughs> I like had already laid the foundation and started yeah, hear me out. building. I think that's an amazing idea. I did it through an Put app. I started yeah, building that's what the I was app about to say. Yeah, because it was just amazing. a search app. Yep. It was just a search app. Like, 
man, who can I find to fix my plumbing? Yeah. So you type in plumber. Yeah. You know, and you you get a list of people tax that, searches, that yeah. offers plumbing service. Yeah. But and this they, guy needs his taxes need done. He needs right. his taxes done, them. or he needs his yeah. house cleaned, or he needs his kids picked up from school. And it's like, oh, I could do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or and but for each item, you can put a service or a monetary value. Yeah. You know, you come do the plumbing for. Five hundred bucks. I mean, I'll pay pay me five hundred bucks, and I'll do the plumbing, or you know, do my taxes for the next three years, and right. I'll do the plumbing. Oh, that's hard. You know, I mean, whatever you pick yeah. at that point. Shut up, man! You're giving up the idea, man. Well, I Somebody mean, gonna be on here listening. You doing know, editing the <laughs> yeah, out. That but, that, but that's Don't what worry. I'm saying. That was, <laughs> and you know what? Out. I really. I'm just saying, though. It's, yeah, it's a great but idea, that's bro. but that's kind. Of, but like I said, I got paperwork from five years ago that I can prove to the courts. Like, oh, yeah. This is my this idea, is, bro. He said I did this first. Mel, right. mail it to yourself and never open it. <laughs> right. That is your copyright. That's right. that's the poor man's copyright. Poor man's copyright, right? Mail it to yourself, never open it, and be like, dude, I remember when I made this idea. So yeah. Right. Postmarks for this day. <laughs> right. But I mean, it's it's just. We're better than that. Yeah. As yeah. a species, we're better than that. Yeah. And I think it goes back to what you were saying. If I at some point I decided I'm tired of giving the people who promise to to participate and to appreciate what I do and fall short. Yeah. I would rather give to people who can't even return the favor. Facts. And blow up. Yeah. Yeah. And they would just admire you for your effort, not necessarily feel indebted to you for your contribution. And I mean, I think that is the most eloquent way of saying it is that I'd rather help someone. It's eloquent. Eloquent. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to put some some heat on that because that's exactly how I feel about how you know how that how that works. Because I mean, if you're a guy that works every day and you hit a hard time, you really don't need my help. You really need to just buckle down, sacrifice, and you know, kind of ride this thing out. Yeah. But if right. you have no resources, you have no education, you you know, I mean, you might have a situation where you're a single parent and you're in, you know, just not in a very good situation. You are the person who needs my help. Right. And not that you need my money. You need my help. You need the Direction people that I know. Right. right. Like, yeah. where do you stay? What do you, how are your appliances in the house? Here's a program for that. You know, how is the flooring in this house? Is there lead in this house? Like, there's other things that cause a lot of the issues that we deal with that we don't even yeah. take into consideration. Right. Um, lead is a number one thing I think that most people, especially hey. in old homes and old places. I worked for a paint company for twenty years. Trust so me, so you I know, know exactly where I'm going with that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't I even exactly believe that lead is still around. As, it will be around. I know forever. when I was forever. when I was a when I was a little kid, using lead paint was a big thing, and they were talking about kids getting lead poisoning. And they're still talking about it now. So why are we still using lead paint? No, we haven't used lead paint since 1970. It's been outlawed since 1978. So why is it still in these houses? Because it's so much. Because you you weren't obligated to take it off. You were obligated to cover it up. Oh. So all you got to, that's why they say picking at paint chips is the problem. Because you get all the good stuff off the tap, get back to the lead-based paint underneath. And that's what your kids now you're start exposed, chewing on. Right? Now you expose the actual contaminant. I don't know why kids chewing on paint. And then also... But they what, don't necessarily, <laughs> but it's just... I mean... But it's also in the soil, too. I, I realize yeah, a everywhere. lot of the houses that were painted, especially the sandstone-based uh, houses, which was a big popular thing here in Cleveland, sandstone starts to deteriorate over time. Right. Those get big it's bubbles crumbles. and pockets yeah, in it. Right. Yeah, when those pockets bust, not only is the paint lit, but now all the dust, the sandstone dust that was mm. underneath there, oh, wow. is all contaminated. Yeah, mm. so and that's before you get to asbestos. Facts. 
Wow. You know, this this is this is what I do, right? Well, this is this was my you're talking yeah. to the paint guy. <laughs> we about to and, go in. Yeah, <laughs> we only want to go down there. We can we can get that's yeah, a whole other well conversation. This another another I podcast. I talking about paint, paint. He like, "Oh, paint. You don't yeah, know nothing about no paint, yeah, boy. Let me tell you about paint. Don't even take me down there." <laughs> paint. Paint what? Like Allen Iverson in practice. <laughs> we but, talk about paint, man. But paint, what, you talking about the paint that I put on walls? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> but to what you were just saying, uh, I lost my train of thought. You know? no, oh, he clearly didn't listen to the the vulnerability episode. Yeah, I, I will admit I have not. Right, you got to listen to that one because it, it goes into what you were just talking about. Because and we were talking about this poker game thing. Okay. Right? Because ultimately, I agree with you a hundred percent. There's guys that can do it, mm-hmm. and they just need to put in the time and effort to do it. To make it happen, to get over that hump. And there are some people who just don't have the means to do it. Yeah, they just have no idea. But in both cases, there's a possibility that there is no understanding. Or there's mm. there's a there's a wall that that guy, you know, as as resourceful as you are, like you said, you're almost broke. Yeah. Right? So it's like, how do I I know how to make money? Right. Why don't I have any? You know what I mean? Yeah. There's an answer to that there question. Is. And the person that could probably answer it for you it's probably the last person you're going to ask right but that's the guy you got to ask yeah but there is a element of fear within men of being vulnerable and saying hey i just don't know where to find this answer and i went through an entire episode about dudes getting over that hump because all you're doing is shortchanging yourself you're prolonging the solution in yourself and i'm 100 percent the exact opposite i'll I'll literally ask for help that I right, don't need. Right, right. And and that's just to build a relationship. Right. I want you to tell me what you're passionate about, right. what you know. Right. I want you to get excited about what you're talking about. Yeah. That rapport that we're building with just you talking about what you love. Yeah. We ain't even gotten to what I need yet. Right. You just telling me what you love. And I and I mean, and genuinely I I you know, I'm an empath. I get that energy and I'm like, bet. Like bet. okay, you're very passionate about just like with you and, and music yeah. and sound. I could sit here and listen to y'all talk all day when we was talking about just the things that y'all been through, the things that y'all experienced. Yeah. And now that gives me all the information and education I know about walking away from here and saying, oh, you need a sound guy? Oh, I Boosie know. is the yeah, man. I got you. Yeah, I know a guy that's extremely passionate yeah, about I got some, getting I got some the great sounds. I, right. I already did that. Exactly. So to and that's me, exactly yeah, it. vulnerability is, is a gift to me because if I don't open up, and and like say all right i need or i want or i you know i can't then i don't get the resources yeah, exactly. that's that's where the resources come from is being able to be vulnerable enough to say i need resources what do i do and that's how we met 100% you know what i mean 100%. i listened to his episode i didn't call him i called dave was like hey i need to talk to him because yeah. there's things that i need that i know he can help me yeah, identify facts. and there's there's pathways that I can now see that I couldn't see before just by listening to listening his to episode. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we had a single conversation. And then all of a sudden, we know all the same people. Literally all the same people. Yeah. His, uh, your family are guys that I literally grew up with and consider my family. You right. know what I mean? So, And we never would have made that conversation that. if I wasn't yeah. vulnerable enough to call him up and say, hey, can you come check this out and tell me what you think? Or, hey, I heard yeah. about your, yeah. you know, your housing program and I'm really interested in incorporating that with what we're doing. And that he was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'd love to talk to you about it. What are you doing with it? And I started talking to him about Links Not Change and Navy. He's like, oh, man, that's better than what I was trying to do with it. Yeah. I'm like, cool, let's talk. He comes over to the building. I'm like, I need this, this, and that. He was like, oh, I do this, this, and that. Yeah. yeah. 
You know what I mean? And it just it snowballed. Just, exactly. Resource on top of resource. And then that's like, I don't think that I'm connected. A lot of people are like, oh, you know everybody. I'm like, ah, I know a few people. Right. But when I get next to a guy like you who knows a ton of people, I start to realize like, oh, okay, maybe I do. I know all the same people you know, plus right. you know more. Like, right. okay. Well, and, and trust me, you got resources that I don't have. Otherwise, True. we'd be useless to each other. But that's, that's just that's, the way it works. It's supposed to work that it's, way. It's Correct. nice to have that foundation of equality and equal resources to build on. But now I can take this branch to the left and you can take it to the mm-hmm. right. And we're still starting with the same trunk. You know okay. what I mean? And, and it's like people just need to come to the realization that you don't, you don't, everything. You don't have to take advantage of of the person that knows more a lot of people oh, right. a lot of people like if i if i if amir told me all what he knew about me on my on his podcast and i'm like oh shit i just need to stick with him if i just stick with him and and, and ride his boat right i'll be sweet you right. know what i'm saying instead of like really getting into like how we gonna integrate what i'm doing with what you're doing right and and make it all work at right. the end of the day yeah i mean i i never take a partner that can do what i do um, it's, it's, I mean, it's a useless person. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then to even bank off the analogy that uh, and that you just went with, uh, my dad used to say about you know a boat with oars in it. Like somebody sitting your boat, you got to make sure that they they gonna row with they're you. They gonna row right. with you because they just adding weight. If they if they don't row, they just adding weight. If they row, they add power. Yeah. Right. So if we both work together, we can put power behind this thing and, yeah, and right. like get it really moving. Right. But if you're just gonna sit in this boat and don't row with me then not yeah i'm i'm not i'm gonna swim at this point like right. i'm gonna get up out of here completely <laughs> if i'm gonna do it on yeah, my own i gotta do it by myself i'm not that's, carrying that's, yeah, that's, i don't want that's, the that's responsibility it. of having to carry you along yeah. with this thing yeah. so yeah i'm gonna get out here and just take my chances and swim it out and hopefully yeah. whatever's in here yeah i'm not gonna drag you in the boat yeah. with me yeah. exactly yeah because i with, like with arthur like we he wanted to get into what i was into Mm-hmm. No, nothing about what this this stuff does. He just was like, let's just start this entertainment company right. together. And right. I'm like, all right. But then I found out that he had more resources than I thought. And I was like, instead of just saying, oh, let me just piggyback off these resources and just keep doing what I'm doing. I'm like, nah, I'm going to go to school. Yeah. Because yeah. I got I to gotta bring more to the table now. Oh, you sure he do. got so much bringing to the table. Yeah. I got to bring something professional to this this big old project that we going through right now so right and it was i mean for me it was really more so about because again my goal my passion is problem solving mm-hmm. and the way i saw it based on our conversation you like i got this studio and i want to do more with it yeah i'm like so what is the problem you like i just don't know how to do that yeah. and i saw it as what can you do to help him create a pathway yeah. And then it became a, a matter of, well, we could kind of merge those efforts because I could take what I'm trying to do and incorporate it with what he's trying to do. And we can both feed each other. Man, you know what I mean? And who better amazing, to feed than family? You know what right, I mean? That was right. for me. It's like, ride every yeah, since, though. I, I, I don't know right. <laughs> I could. I mean, I could. Do, there's a thousand people with studios in their house. Right. You know what I mean? But. Everybody yeah. don't count. And then everybody ain't going to take that chance and be like, right. you know what? I'm going to bring more to the table. More to the table. That's I my thing. To bring more, dude. And that's why I feel like my resource, that's my gift is uh, being able to quickly educate myself on certain things. Yeah. Right. Um, and most of these things that I can do with my hands and, you know, kind of problem solve as well. But 
if I I put myself in that position so that I always have something to bring to the table. Yeah. You always gonna need a house to stay in, and I can fix that. Right. You'll need to find a house. I can help you do that. Um, now, if you want to cut, change the color of your car, or right. put window clings right. on, you know what I mean. Like just anything that I can do uh, well enough to be like, okay, I got a three point five GPA in this. Right. You know what I mean. Yeah. I can do drywall. I can do da 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 da. And you know, a lot of people are like you spreading yourself too thin, and it's like, nah, actually, I'm kind of padding up my tool belt. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be able to when you call me and say, like, let's put window clings on this thing. I want them to look this, this, that, and the third. And I'm like, bet. Yeah. Not right. only can I design them, print them, and install them, but I know a team of guys who would love to be a part of this process as well. You know, I, I would, I'll be the one to say that, you know, I am pretty good at um, picking up on things. You know, if I wanted to go through the process of learning the engineering business, I could I could spend some money, time, and effort doing right. it, and that would be confident enough to do it. But you don't need to, because now you, I, you got once I'm done, anything you want to ask, you can find out. But see, here's here's what I've learned over the course of my development into my manhood and independence. Yeah, you don't have to know everything all the time. No, and not only that, but the biggest issue that I've had in my adult life is delegating. Mm. It's like anytime I needed something to happen a certain way, I had to know how to do it. Mm. But now I've come to realize, you know, if you're going to entrust somebody with that skill set, then let them do it. Right. You know what I mean? You have yet to hear me tell you how to engineer, which button to push, no. which equipment. I don't even know what equipment you, you want to buy. Questions I just call you up and I say, hey, look. Like, well, is there a way we can change that? Like, nah, right. bro, this is what it is. Right. <laughs> but it's but it's not like I'm coming to you saying, no, no. no these, this is the this is the mixer I want to buy and this is this and this is that. No. Because, no, you the one that's got to use this. Right. Gotta day. I got to entrust right. you to know that yeah. you're yeah. getting the stuff that's going to make us yeah. most efficient. Because otherwise, there's no liability on him. Right. And if there's no liability on him, then this ain't our company. It's Mind. And yeah. he's not going to perform to the best of your ability. No, right. Because no he has nothing to lose. Yeah, I got nothing to lose. Yeah. I can right. walk away from this and get up and from the table and be like, all right, see you later. Right. Nah, it ain't that. And, and you know, that's why you can't go into business with everybody. Facts. I don't care how well you know. Oh, big facts. And that's why money and blood <laughs> money and blood don't mix. People think that you're spreading yourself thin all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. But at the, at the end of the day, you're kind of in your comfort zone. And facts. they don't even know it. 100%. Right. Because they like, they're like, oh, you're doing so much you need to slow down what do you mean i'm straight i'm, I'm good I'm with my 100%. energy i'm 100 percent straight I, I i do this this is what man. i do people and, be like man you need to take a break i do this dude. bro you need to take a break <laughs> yeah and that's funny because when i got into vinyl um and you know i just i did it because of the cars i was like oh it's cool you could change the color of a car in a day yeah that's, that's amazing that's sweet and then i start and then my mentor started being like nah man vinyl is like street signs and you know, window clings and the side of a bus and, and you know what I mean, advertising. And you get, you see one point, it was like 1.5 million views of uh, on the side of a car as opposed to being online. So when I started, like when I tell you I went down the rabbit hole of what this world and this industry was had to offer, I was like, man, it ain't no black people in this industry no. for one. Mm-hmm. And for two, we have, we literally have no idea how Big of an industry. We're talking about 17.8 billion dollars a year. Right. 
And I'm like, why don't we have any of that money? Why you got a piece of that? Yeah. yeah. So when people start saying, oh, you spreading yourself too thin, I'm like, well, you know what? I'll cut your stuff off. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And start doing yeah, that. Start right. doing you this. know what I mean? Because, 100% but, right. But at the end of the day, what I saw um, and the reason I got into it was a resource. Right. I, again, I don't want to be the only guy that can rap. Like, right. But, but since does that make? No, I want everybody in this mug to have the ability to. Yeah. Under the under one name, then the mentor that they got me in, within respect to him, we'll do it all under his, you know, what he's already developed his and brain, built. Right. Yeah, and we'll we'll be an army, a, a team of people who yeah. can go into any SEMA show, any one of these conventions or anything, and right. just take over yeah. with respect, with dignity, with you know what I mean, a certain look, a certain right. professionalism to ourselves. Yeah, like I don't get into them because I just feel like oh I want to just pad my tool belt. It is a flex in the sense oh, that yeah. to walk in a room and be like, all right, I can outdo all of y'all in whatever Absolutely. it is that y'all doing. It's a big flex. But at the same time, it's like my biggest flex is to be like, all right, my kids can do this. I'm self-sustaining, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm, and now I'm, we go into these one, shows. Each one, Yeah, right. 60, 70 deep. And, right. And with, with some former inmates that, you know. Exactly. And that's where all of these parts and pieces that Start everybody don't together. see. Yep. It's like, oh, that's where he's getting his people from. Oh, that's what they, you know what I mean? Absolutely. It, then people it got, starts yeah. to make sense. When people you, got yeah. their own shops. Every, doing some you get past the tunnel vision. Yeah, get past, exactly. I don't see how what you're doing relates to me or relates to what I see of you. Okay, that's because you're only looking at what you see me doing right now. Exactly. You don't see the bigger picture. Yeah. And you and don't by have the to. time you do, yeah. I won't even be doing it no more. Right. I won't even Somebody be doing else will be doing it, it right. for me. And and I'm still gonna be the best at it. Right. I'm just still gonna be the best. I'm just gonna delegate. I'm just gonna delegate. And that's and that's why I gotta be good because I gotta be able to tell you and express to you with different types of communication, because people communicate differently, right? The same goal. If the right. goal is, you know, painting this room and you speak Spanish and he speaks English, I got to be able to talk to both of y'all in some yeah. shape, form, or fashion. So it just breaks down in the same type of thing. Like, I want to be good so that I can, so I can delegate the exactly. right way so that the product turns out the same way no matter what. And that's yeah. not just with, you know, the raps and different things of that matter. That's with everything. everything. Like, yeah, if you're, as Boosie being the sound guy, I want the rest of the sound guys to be just as, just good, as good or as under his yeah. toilet so that, yeah, so that they know, so that I know that the sort, the, the outcome of the product is going to be to his quality. Not there, it's, it's still, exactly. exactly. still going to be that It's going to be Boosie quality, gonna be right. It, like, right. It's going to have that laugh in it. It's going to have, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know <laughs> it's going to have something going to where, you know, we know what we're going to get out of it. Right. And I think that within not only just our communities, within black business, within a lot of the things that we need to start developing, that the ideologies are the, the number one thing. How we see ourselves in these different situations, yeah. it becomes the number one thing. Right. Some people aren't designed to work for other people. That's you, should, right. you should be an entrepreneur. Right. I, but you need to be able to talk to other entrepreneurs to say, okay, what route do I take? How do that's, I get my done? That's that humility, that vulnerability, yeah. and that... Yeah. That search for yeah. better for a better way. That's where that all comes in. Yeah. You got to be humble enough to say, I don't know. I'm just starting and I'm not sure how I'm to get to where I want to be. I know where I want to be. I don't know how to get there. But and I think there's the other end, too, because as people who are up, we got to be able to be humble enough to see a person in need and talk to them with respect. And, pull them up. Yeah. Right. And pull them up and walk them yeah. down that Instead road. Instead of be like. Boy, you you down there? Man. You ain't you ain't doing this right. You ain't doing this Take right. One of my biggest issues with like, us as a people really? is our ability to hide that information from each other. Yeah, man. I why? Mean, damn, can we just share? Just I didn't share. have many people. I'm like, bro, how did you do that? 
Oh man, you know I did my one two one, you know, my, my one thing. You know what I'm saying? I called my homeboy and them. And they did that. I'm like, bro, that's not none of that that's is viable an information. Like, I don't know who your homeboy is. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Yeah, you know, man, we went through the one thing and then you know, whoop whoop dot dot dot. I'm like, bro, I just Are need you a to school create? name. Uh, yeah, like a training facility, something. Like, dudes are scared to create their own competition. And yeah. I think that it just makes you better at what you do to create your own competition if i Absolutely. teach you how to be a better painter than me and you outpaint me then i need to work for you yeah you know what i mean i need to put myself in a position that like i might not be as good as a painter as you you might overdo me in every aspect of painting that don't mean i'm never going to paint again but that means you're you know you're the superior at that point congratulations congratulations yeah. how do how can i get better like right tell what, me what, what you're doing, doing yeah right. you surpass me in that amount of time what am i doing to, to help you you know, help me get to that point. Yeah, and this this is way off topic, but this is why I don't understand understand these old school basketball players hating on LeBron. Man, I don't he he's the first one to tell you, y'all the ones that got me here. Yeah, I was I just had the gift to get here. I've uh, never seen any basketball player in their fifteenth year, right? That's his, he's no eighteen, yeah, He just finished seventeen, eighteen. So going into his eighteenth year, I've never seen any other basketball player in in my life get hated on. Right. For being good, right. no, because like, usually at this time point in time, it's like everybody's giving you your flowers. It's a respect thing. for your right. for your career. He's, he's by far, and I'm not saying he's the greatest in the world. We're not even gonna go down that rabbit hole. No. I don't want y'all emailing me about that. <laughs> I got my own thought process, and I'm not telling you. But right. at the end of the day, I've never seen. Uh, uh, OG in the game get disrespected when Jordan was in his while still playing. Jordan was what he did. How many seasons? Uh, I think he did sixteen. Nine, 16? He did, no, oh no, no, no. Jordan, nine. yeah, he did. No, he went four before he won. One, three, seven, ten, eleven, yeah. eleven, eleven. Okay. So, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you, you he never got disrespected like this in his career. Not to put the two together again. I don't email yeah. me about this but even but, if it's Barkley you know what I mean it don't matter who it is it's, yeah, there's just, plenty of people who have who haven't made even got the stage. ring you just and never get, seen you just this type of flowers. disrespect give them they flowers right. and the only reason I think that that's the way it is is because of the type of person that he is when you look at the look at him on paper the accolades right? yeah he's he's a high school graduate he's married to the woman that he was in high school with no kids out of wedlock that we know of Right. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean yeah, they Come didn't, on, they didn't do Kobe like that. No, they didn't do nobody like they that. They never did. Kobe, and Kobe was, got caught, and, and he got caught. Oh yeah, doing Kobe a whole had to buy a serious ring to get out of the situation. <laughs> yeah. He was in. He'll rest in peace to Kobe. We ain't gonna talk. But LeBron you know has I mean, but... no bad nothing under his name oh, right man. now, as of right now. Send, well, send a, a yeah. couple thousand kids to college, college for free every year. He's just doing everything an athlete you would. Well, I mean, the things that he has against him is you know his skin is his sin. In my yeah. opinion, you know, he in the uh, ownership wise, predominantly white owned, and you know, um, what well, you know what it is? He's in the billionaires club, mm. and there's very few of us in that club. Facts, okay. Yeah. And all of them, no matter how you look at it, all of them get shunned in mm. some light. You know, Bill Cosby, Oprah Winfrey, mm. uh, Jay Z, they all get shunned at some point. Mm -hmm. It's hard to run away from that. Yeah. No matter what Dr. Dre do, he gonna always be a member of NWA. Facts. No matter what uh, Bill Cosby may have accomplished, 
he was a woman. You know what I mean? He, yeah. he was drugging up women. No matter what Oprah do, she never married Stedman or whatever the hell his name is. You know what I mean? There's always going to be something <laughs> that they're going to try to find a way to hold against yeah, us. Yeah. You know what I mean? And th- they are not white people. They are privileged people who want to suppress other people becoming a part of their culture. Yeah. Because it's, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's as much a black and white issue anymore. And I only say that because there's a lot of white people that have the same problems that black people have. Yeah. And I think that, you know, as somebody who has been engulfed in both cultures my whole life, I'm tired of the race issue being the catalyst of all of our problems. Because it don't matter if you're black or white anymore. No, I'm not saying that black people and white people have the same problems. That's obviously not the case. I'm right. black. Common sense will tell you that. Right. But I'm saying to blame white people for the strifes of black people simply because they're white, you're kind of you're you're playing into the hand of the people that are trying to create this division. Mm-hmm. As long as they can make us hate them for the color of their skin, then it justifies them hating us for the color of our skin. Yeah. And we got to be better than that. At some point, we got. I don't care what color you are, mm-hmm. black, white, or otherwise. If you ignorant, you ignorant. I'm gonna call you what you are. Right. You know what I mean? They're not gonna do that. They're gonna call us ignorant because we're black. They being the oppressors. Right. They're not gonna call the white people ignorant, even though they're just as broke or commit just as many crimes as we do because they're white. Okay, well that makes you the idiot. Right. You know what I mean? Congratulations. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and what we, we but we have to shine a light on that disparity we have to mm-hmm. we have to black people have to because otherwise we're just pissed off frustrated and angry mm-hmm. and victims and victims uh, the victim and you know what is... i don't care that i'm black me being black does not make me a victim right because if it did i'd be on welfare like everybody else i'd yeah. be out robbing people like everybody else but i'm the first one to say keep what you got like you said i don't need your money right i can find a way I can barter my way to what I need to get out yeah. of this world. Yeah. And I can die with a smile on my face, regardless of how empty my bank account is or how full it is. Because I know a whole lot of people go come up behind me with some resources and with some intellect and with some drive because I gave them that. I didn't give them a hundred dollars. Yeah. I didn't give them a loan. Yeah. I give them purpose. Yeah. Purpose. It's a, uh, give a man a fish, teach a man a fish or show him yeah. how to create, to, to dig a pond. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I think about it. Like, I'd rather show you how to dig a pond and, you know, farm fish. Right. So that way you'll never go broke. And then now that that land that we created that on can be passed on to generation to generation to generation. Absolutely. So now no one ever goes hungry. Yeah. Right. Uh, if I teach you how to fish, now you got to find somewhere to go to fish. Right. Now you got to go to somebody's land or somebody's pond or, so, you know what I mean? Right. Now you at, you know what I mean? Like, I want the Take sustainability it that, that it goes to the point where we can build for ourselves and have resources that other communities can come to us and start that barter like okay right uh like amish people always get regulate you know they always get put with um being great carpenters Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Uh, mexican guys or hispanic people always get farming farming or roofing or you know something like that um Black people just get called lazy. You know right. what I mean? And no I, matter what we do. No matter what we do. The people right. that literally built this country for free get called the lazy right. ones. And I'm like, I don't see how that works. But it's based on those lack of resources. Also, that community base of saying, like, all right, right. we're all going to do this thing. We're going right. to you know, lock ourselves down in this thing. And we're going to use this to get ourselves out of the situation that we're in. And the key, the key to establishing that is actually being self-sustaining. Mm-hmm. See, because like you mentioned, um, the Amish, that is about the most self-sustaining population out there. Yeah. 
They don't care about the, they don't, you can call the Amish person, whatever you want to call them. Right. They won't even hear it because they don't have telephones. Right. <laughs> they, they don't <laughs> right. even register. Mexican, you can call them whatever you want to call them. You got to call them all the same thing at the same time and somehow make it out of the room. <laughs> right. <laughs> Black right. people, you call us anything, we get angry. Yeah. Why does, why does somebody else's opinion and you got to have that much influence over how you feel? Mm-hmm. You call me anything you want to, bro. Facts. On my way down the street in my Audi. Yeah. Call me whatever you want. And I mean, it just becomes a, a sense of uh, being solid within yourself. Like, Absolutely. I, I went through that as a kid where I was um, very, you know, I cared a lot about what people thought of me. Mm-hmm. And even sometimes uh, to this day, I kind of find myself falling back falling into back that. Into yeah, that, yeah. yeah. But the reality of it is, is that what I realized is like, yo, thought don't make or break me. I'm not going to wake up in the morning and be like, man, this dude really... I'm not good enough. Right? Yeah, this dude thought I was ugly or this girl thought right. I was ugly. I'm, right. I probably well, need to go... He's, he's probably telling such and such that yeah, right now. I like, need to go change my face. Like, You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it don't... Because at the end of the day, even with the, the N-word, like white people using that as a way to make you angry or cause you to, to do something to them. Right. It kind of puts power into that word when they're using it. Yeah, he ain't listening at all, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got that shit. one too? All right, I'll yeah. stop. No, I'll no, stop right here. No. No, no. That's good, though. We, but, we need you to come back. Yeah, yeah I, well, this is a recaps for the... <laughs> we need you to come back with that. The podcast right. yeah. that I didn't listen to. Yeah. But the reality is, it's like, I'm, I'm not going to give you that power. No. My favorite it. phrase that I got from my English teacher, uh, Sister Hasina. Uh, who's still here? I hope you're listening. He probably won't be. But uh, <laughs> she said, "Kill him with kindness." It's gonna be a right. funeral anyway. Right. Yeah. You know oh, I've I mean? used that line a yeah. couple of times. But I heard you say it on Monday. Bro, it's it's, uh, it's one of those things that I live by. I, yeah. People be like, oh, "How do you deal with aggressive tenants?" I kill him with kindness, bro. I know you're having a, a rough day, and I understand that. But this is my business. Right. I feed my family just like you're trying to feed your family. Yeah. Let's find a way to get this thing handled between the two. Grown men that are here. Right. I don't care how aggressive you are with me in that right. essence. If you get too aggressive, I'll walk away. If I got to walk away, it's going to be bad. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm going to return with the same kindness, but it's going to be actions behind yeah. what Action, I need to have I going need on. To have yeah. Right. right. So I'm not going to waste my time even conversating with you at that point or conversing, whoever, however people say it. Right. But I, we're not going to waste that time. I'm just going to come back with action. Same right. smile, same disposition, same everything. Right. But it's going to be like, oh, okay, hey, man, how you doing? Good. Uh, I need you to pack all your stuff up and get up right. out of here. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hey, you know what I mean? It Dude, just, hey, so it's, to I have me, repeated that line over and over and man, over Man, when again. white people get ignorant, which they will, or just ignorant people get ignorant in general, uh, right. in general not to put it on any race or color or whatever, but I, I mean, I get even nicer. You know right. what I mean? Like, you can cuss me out. Oh, man, I'm sorry you feel that way about me. Asshole. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. A lot of people call me that. Anyway, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not even going to allow you to. Yeah, I'm just going to keep it keep it pushing. Right. I'm going to talk so fast that you're going to be like, man, I was trying to piss him off and he confused me. Didn't work. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't now you want to apologize when I come back with this black owl. Yeah. yeah. I, and I'm not going to put my hands on you until you make yourself, no, just make it be though. known anything. that you're aggressive. Paperwork, right. anything. Yeah. Oh, Get yeah. Out. Yeah. When I, when I retire, yeah. it's all. It's, it's always the return that they'd be like, right. damn, I should have never let him I leave. Right. I should have handled this differently. Listen, man, we ain't got to go to... No, nah, <laughs> yeah, we, we do. Now, here. now we do. Now we, we are here. No choice, right? yeah, I we tried to here. talk to and you. you brought it. Exactly. And that's what I say, man. Like, if we literally, as uh, we embody all the things that we spoke about up until this point, right. like... And then, I mean, it seems like a lot. And I mean, obviously, we got a lot of work to do, but I like to keep it simple. I like to keep it fun and um, build these different resources and these different facilities through 
you know, fun aspects and fun things that'll keep everybody entertained and keep their passion yeah, going. Keep so, you happy, absolutely. man. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm ready to go. Absolutely. Hey, you didn't gave us a lot of input, man, and it's exciting to hear about all the stuff you got going on. And man, I love it. We're looking forward to being a part of it. I know this has been a long episode, so I do want to try to wrap it up. Anything you want people to know, social media wise, how to find you, uh, any business am, addresses, anything? Yeah, well, social media, brother red, B R U T H A underscore R E D. Um, slow it down so you can stop. B R U T H A <laughs> underscore R E D. Um, that's just my Instagram. Um, I really don't do Facebook or anything like that. I'm not really a social media guy. Like I like right. to look, but I don't really post too much. Lurker, like yeah, yeah, I, I like I'm I lurker. Lurk. Yeah, definitely I a lurker. So I mean, I I'm into you know just hearing everybody's point of views about right. things or what other people think that we might need as a community to try start trying to develop. I mean, I don't. I talk. I have a conversation with anybody about anything as long as it's about. Um, growing. Yeah, growing and, and building, development, um, right. or resources or education or anything that that'll make us better. Um, right. We waste a lot of time as a people, and I'm, you know, Instagram is a big waste of time for me. Right. But if uh, you guys are hitting me up about stuff that we talked about on this podcast, I can justify it. Yeah, right. like, I'm on here for a reason. Yeah, I'm on right. here because of y'all. So no, at the end of the day, man, it's a, it's, a, it's a lot of different things we got going on, different events that'll be coming up. I don't want to uh, jinx anything by speaking right. too early. Right. Um, you know, I'm itching to sell <laughs> no, a man, lot of stuff, don't but, say it. I know. but I'm not. I, I'm just gonna <laughs> um, say that if you guys reach out, I'm, I'm here to listen and talk or. You know, if you need to borrow some money, not nah. <laughs> call author. Call want to loan me some money, nah. But no, nah, I, I enjoy these podcasts, yeah. man. I always, um, I'm, I'm always here if you guys ever want to. You know, yeah, we we definitely gonna have you back. I'm looking forward to it because as we grow, and again, Links Not Chains is its own product. It's its own entity, and. I have many, many aspirations of making you a part of different elements of that. Man, so I'm looking forward to this it. This isn't going to go away no time soon. Thanks again for coming, brother. We really appreciate, appreciate you being down here. Yes, sir. This is AG's Convos, and we out. Convos, we gonna show you how the world goes. AG's Convos, we gonna show you how the world goes.